Hey guys, it's me. I forgot to do an intro during the actual recording of the actual Spoonful of Sugar show, so I'm here for some alliteration. This is a great show, unless you count sound quality, and I hate myself because I stepped all over everything Sugar said the entire fucking time for the whole show. But there's some good laughs. We talk about all kinds of fun things, so welcome to episode 5. If you need anything, let us know. Changeofaddresspod at gmail.com. And if you don't need anything, then I love you best. Leave an iTunes review, guys. You can do it. I believe in you. Okay? Thanks. Okay, bye-bye. Love you. Bye. Bye-bye-bye. Or hello. Hello, actually. Hello. Bonjour. I bought a, I got a new mattress. You got a new mattress? It's coming on Saturday. What size did you get? Oh, I just got a double. Uh, well, I, 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 I don't have a big bedroom either. Like, I wouldn't be able to fit a king in my bedroom. Yeah, and what apartment can take a king-size bed? Not many. Uh, yeah, I mean, some of the quote-unquote higher-end ones might be able to, but not this one. Well, you're trash, so you'll never live in one of those kind of apartments. <laughs> I need a new mattress so bad, like, so bad. What did you end up deciding on? What kind? I think it was a beauty rest. I can't remember the brand name, but it's all foam. It's lovely. It was regular over a thousand dollars, and I got it for like five forty nine. Sold. And by the way, you don't need a beauty rest because you're already so beautiful. <laughs> I think it was a beauty rest. I can't remember. I laid on it, and it was actually oh, sorry, Sealy Post repeated Optimum Optimum Blanche mattress. Blanche, you I'm say? I'm laying on Blanche. I know, <laughs> right? Did it offend you when I automatically? nominated you to be the Blanche of our group in the Golden Girls scenario that is my retirement fantasy. That is so funny because I've been watching a lot of the Golden Girls now that it's on Prime, and uh, I keep on watching everything going, okay, who's who here? (laughs) But we'll we'll, we'll need like a dumb dumb one. (laughs) I'm the dumb one. Wait a minute. I have a question before we move forward. Did you watch the very first episode of the Golden Girls? Okay, yeah. I am very upset for this young man. The character's name is Coco. And if I were the actor playing Coco, and now imagine you're just, you're on this show and it becomes this massive hit and they cut you out after the first episode and you're just at home in your boxers watching these old broads make millions upon millions upon millions of dollars. And it could have been you, but no. I wonder, you know what? I would actually like to put out to the universe where what happened to Coco? Where is Coco now? And like, is Coco, like you said, sitting in his boxers watching that first episode, like crying in you know a glass of freaking whiskey or something, dying of whiskey? Let me quote Coco the monkey when I say Coco sad, Coco sad. <laughs> <laughs> That's for, only for old people because no millennial will know who Coco the gorilla is at all. <laughs> Uh, poor Coco. Let's just like preemptively say uh, R.I.P. Coco, because there's no way. Could he possibly be still be alive? Do you think? God, I don't know, but like honestly, I where's Coco? Is 
was Coco the one that was uh, that spent time with Robin Williams? Was that Coco? Yes. That that gorilla th- saw something equally gorilla-like in Robin Williams. She wanted to fuck him. I think well, if she had had a chance, if they were alone, light some candles, and she would have mounted him. He well, he he was a very hairy individual, right? So yes. maybe there was like some kinship there. But you know, watching that video with him and Coco is just like, oh, like it melts you because. You just see so much humanity in gorillas. Like, you know that we came from them. You know that we share DNA with them. It's so amazing. And I think she was actually told when Robin Williams died. And isn't that when she said Coco's dad? Oh, I don't know. Why are you hurtling all these questions? I'm still Googling Coco from the Golden Girls. Like, you have a... <laughs> I don't know why Coco's sad, okay? I don't know. I can't solve all these problems. God damn it. Come on. You're the host. Yeah, but you're, th- these are not pre-planned conversations here. Well, not this part, no, anyway. true enough. Well, yeah, true, true. Yeah, I, I kind of wonder, is Coco still like, okay, so you Google Coco from the Golden Girls, and I'm going to Google Coco the Gorilla. Okay, his name is the... Charles Levin. So I've gotten that far. Oh, he was on Hill Street Blues. Okay, so he didn't do too bad from 1982 to 1986. Okay, good to know. Let's see, is he dead? Ah, uh, uh, died June 28, 2019. Aged 70. Oh my god, okay, so he died June 28? 2019, yeah. Okay, Coco died June 19, 2018. Okay, so... Oh, man. R.I.P. Coco's. Coco squared. Coco is 70, that's not very old. I Coco was... 30, 40, 8, 47 years old. Is that good for a gorilla? gorilla? I think that's good for a gorilla. Don't you feel like that's... Uh, I don't know. I'm not really... Um, I'm not too sure about the uh, lifespan of captive gorillas. Well, yeah. It's, you know, none of it's right. <laughs> We're all monsters. We just pick these things and put them in cages for our own amusement. Strippers, animals, they're all... <laughs> There for us to consume, and when we're done with them, we just spit them out into a oh. meth-fueled fucking rage. Oh, I, Why oh did God. I do that? Speaking of strippers, there is a video out there of strippers in Atlanta. They did a commercial to vote. It is so fantastic. Okay, I have a... Wait a second, hold that thought. I've got more information okay. on Coco the Gorilla. Okay, so it says... Oh, okay. And it was spelled K-O-K-O, so they're slightly different. Oh. Okay, Okay. so. I didn't even notice that when I was looking. Okay, pardon me. So researchers at the Gorilla Foundation said that Coco asked for a cat for Christmas in 19... Oh, sorry, 1983. Ron Cohn, a biologist with the foundation, explained to the Los Angeles Times that when she was given a lifelike stuffed animal... Bitch, please. (laughs) She was less than satisfied, did not play with it, and continued to sign sad. Like, fuck you guys. Give her a fucking kitten. So what? She eats it. Big fucking deal. Collateral damage. Am I right? Am I right? Okay, anyway. What were you saying? What was I saying? Oh, the strippers in Atlanta doing the the voting commercial. You have my attention. phenomenal. I saw it on Twitter. And they're just encouraging people to go out and vote. Obviously, we know who they're leaning towards. I mean, yeah. Atlanta... 
I, I believe, I think that they, they're leaning more left. I don't think that they would lean right. I'm not sure which way they're leaning. You would know better than I do, because crazily enough, you know more about strippers as a straight woman than I do as a gay woman. Uh, my question to you is, <laughs> I can see that going either way, because Donald Trump also loves... Uh, strippers and sex workers and paying them to shut the fuck up. So maybe they want to be paid to shut the fuck up or they want Joe Biden because maybe they need more cash flow because maybe more more men would show up to these strip clubs if they didn't feel like they were being strangled by the coronavirus. See, that, that's the thing. I guess I have a really hard time with seeing why anybody would vote for Donald Trump. I, like, I have a really hard time trying to put myself into that position. You know, like being somewhat empathetic towards, you know, the, the rich white man's plea in the States. Uh, forgive me, I have a hard time you know, trying to put myself in their position. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously I think that, you know, every sane human being should be voting Democrat, but I, I guess I sort of look at, you know, like, yeah, strippers, depending on where they strip, could make good money, you know, but they're still human beings. They still think about health care. They still think about, you know, the education of their children. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess I see them more human than I would see, like, a, a, a CEO of a company. Yes, I agree. And they're doing so the Lord's probably work. Probably doing the Lord's well, work. Well, they are. I mean, I'm all for safe, legal, taxed sex work. Enjoy. One Have fun. One hundred and and they would need health care. And I'm, I'm, also, I'm also for un, unskilled labor, although I've seen some women on polls in my time. Like I used to really, I used to go to strip bars, I don't know how regularly, because after a while it just gets fucking old. Have you been to strip clubs? I've been to like one strip club in my life and it was, you know, pretty much like a dive in the city here and it was and it was the only one I've ever been to and it was women you know it was pretty I went with a bunch of guys it was pretty funny actually but I found it sort of the the in my head what I have was you know I'd like to see some choreography I'd like to see (laughs) see some you know originality or like acrobatics Um, I feel like but I find that when you go there, it, it at first it's like, oh, cool, these like beautiful women are going to take their clothes off and we're going to pay them to do so. Sounds great. But what ends up happening is there's very few strippers that actually have like an act. What I like to call what happens is, okay, so the first song comes out. They do their, stip, their stripper two-step. They run these fucking insane platform heels and they just kind of shuffle one step, two step one step, two step, grab the pole, slowly right. walk around the pole. Okay. And then they like, you know, some of them can actually are, are like mind blowingly talented about whipping themselves around. But for the majority, it's just like, I can see your C-section scar. It's Tuesday afternoon. Maybe you're not the A squad and that's okay. You got to feed your kids too. So after they do the two step, eventually they end up naked. And then inevitably they either lay down on like a wolf blanket or like a Mickey Mouse blanket, you know, to remind us that yes, they have children at home and we're terrible people for staring at this. (laughs) And I need that, you know, I need that. I need to know that she took that blanket off her sleeping child to roll around naked uh, for my amusement. And that makes me feel like shit. That's the thing. Like, that's what I, like, I actually found where I went really sad because there was also um, having a smoke outside at one point. There was another stripper coming in. She had the arm of an 
quite an older man, like, and not, like, he wasn't, you know, like, he wasn't good looking <laughs> at that point. And they were also doing coke in the car before she came in. Hey. So, yeah, like, that's the thing is, I think that if there was, I, I, with all sex work, whether it be strippers, whether it be, um, what's the, what's the PC term for a hooker? I don't like using the term hooker. I don't like saying prostitute. They both seem pretty demeaning. But so we'll just say sex workers. Um, If you if you make it a situation where they're going to have health care insurance, where they're going to have you know dental insurance, where they're going to be um, with a healthy environment, not this you know I'm gonna just take off my clothes because it's the only thing I'm good at. You know what I mean? Like it's. I think a lot of women, particularly ones that I may have been seeing, are in that situation where it was like, well, I don't really have opportunity elsewhere. So I guess I'll strip. Yeah, that's that sounds about right. I just wish it was more of an environment where it's like, hey, this is my body. I'm the real estate agent of right. my vagina, and I'm going to do what I want with it, and you're going to pay me to do it. That, that to me, is like an empowering thing. I, I could never do it. Like, if I had a better body, I still, I don't think I would ever... <laughs> That is such a vulnerable no, I, I thing. Like, I don't know how you turn that part of your brain off that says, like, oh, this isn't private. I can share this. No problem. Maybe with cocaine. Do you think that's how that key gets turned? That's what I was about to say. I think that's, you know, possibly why, like, you know, I, I'm, why I saw that part of it. Or I, I'm, I don't want to assume that the whole industry is rife with addiction, but I wouldn't be surprised. There's a reason it's the world's oldest profession. It's because... Sometimes there's nothing left to sell. Well, I mean, even now, you know, like we've come so far. And I mean, thank God for the women who have paved the way. I mean, look at what we do. We're in a male dominant industry or it has been, you know, historically. I don't know if we're quite half and half yet. I don't think so. We're getting there. Oh, I also did one more thing that I'm very proud of. I had a discussion with another guy that I work with. He told some really stupid joke about, like, I guess women liking trucks and having to carry around. Listen to this word. I fucking hate this so much. He's like, yeah, it'd be really hard to be a woman. You'd have to, every time you seem a nice truck, you'd have to whip out that extra pair of panties you had in your pocket to, like, wave it at the guy driving. And I just, I I just said, look, you made a joke and that's okay. But could you just, like, never, like, ever fucking ever again use the word panty like just could you just oh, file God. that under fucking never ever use that word oh, oh yeah like, you know what like i always tell people like gitch if i ever like honestly there is a physical reaction to when somebody uses <sighs> panties and moist yeah put the two together i am like having a seizure. Hold on. Sarah and I have come up with the most disgusting sentence in the history of the universe. We did this like 15 years ago. <laughs> it is grandma's moist, crusty panties. I have yet to talk that. Although how they're moist and crusty at the same time, I'm not sure, but we're just going to leave oh. that up to interpretation. Wow. Yeah, you're welcome I for that. Okay, listen, I got to move liquid, on to a quick... liquid diet. Oh, right. Let's talk about your poor asshole. Come on. Yes. I'm actually, you know what, I'm always more than happy to talk about it because I think it's important and I think it's fucking hilarious. I'm going for a colonoscopy tomorrow, which means that today I am on a clear liquid diet. 
yellow or orange jello, chicken broth, uh, popsicles, if I had any, but I don't feel like going out and get in. I might later, though. I'm kind of feeling a little desperate for sugar. Tea, coffee, no cream, no milk. Yeah, I think that probably covers it. Apple juice. Wine? Oh. Alcohol. Uh, Gatorade, clear Gatorade. Although my, my doctor did tell me and he said, you know, I probably shouldn't be telling you this. And I'm like, oh, this is a story that I like to hear. He used to have a patient that came in for scoping regular um, and he'd come in like drunk. <laughs> and he's like, you know, I, I don't, didn't like, I didn't like really want to do it at the time. But at the same time, if this is the only way he's coming in to get them done, <laughs> I'm going to do it. <laughs> and he said, plus, plus the guy, he said, plus the guy was pretty entertaining. So, you know, that's all I have to do is entertain the guy that's going to be shoving a camera up my ass. As long as you can consent. Right. You're good. Or do you have any, do you yeah. have to take, drink that, what's it called, Go Lightly? Cold Light, and I don't know where the Go Lightly comes in, like if that was a brand name. So, yeah, the brand name of one of these preps. Is called go lightly, Ugh. and it's so fucking not go lightly. It's like go heavily, like a fucking faucet has been turned on. Explain wh- what that even means to okay. people who've never heard of it. Okay, so this stuff is cold light. Um, I actually have. Just gonna walk over and I'll be able to explain. Um, but it's like a, a jug, like so. A picture a milk jug. I believe it's four liters. So that's a gallon it's for a Americans. Um, it's called polyethylene glycol and electrolytes. Um, it's called a gastrointestinal lavage. Well, fuck, I mean, it's, it's a spa treatment for fuck's sake. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you, you, so I'm doing a split preparation. So, first of all, I get to take Zolcolat, um as a stool softener, I suppose. And, uh, and then I drank two liters of this, a glass every 10 minutes and let me tell you that does not sound horrific but it is when it's um every 10 minutes for two hours and also too like you're sitting on the toilet at the same time you're getting cold you're feeling a little nauseous you can't really drink anything in between because you don't want to and it has a consistency pretty close to dish soap oh it's thick too a little bit <sighs> a little bit. You know, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's not pleasant. I'm just not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. It's not pleasant. It's the shit. Hardy, har, har. <laughs> but, you know, and then of course today I'm, I'm reading like, oh, how should you, you know, prepare for, you know, your, your prep, you know, oh, the week before start eating, you know, lightly and da, da. I'm like, fuck me. I haven't been eating no fucking lightly. Like, you know, a, a lighter diet. No, 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 that. no. I didn't no. do it before, so whatever. No, you didn't sign up I for that. I stayed away from seeds. That's the, the big thing, because seeds can make, a, can make an issue. So I finish off two years of that. I go to bed. Hopefully I don't shit myself. <laughs> and then tomorrow morning I get up and I have to start it all over again. What? And what? I finish off that two, I finish off the other two liters. Just to make sure I'm squeaky clean. Oh, God. What time is your appointment? 12.30. Okay. So, so hopefully... 
you know, it's not horrible. Like, I have to start it by 7.30. I'll probably start a little earlier just so that I don't make, make like, that I'm not going to, you know, shit myself on the way there. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, then you, then you get to go in there and get some nice drugs. They're gonna, I think they're going to be easy on me this time, though. Um, I still i am always super afraid of drugs. Yeah, but we'll see. Maybe I'll still be, like, you know, saying hi to people in the elevators. You were very friendly. You, that time I took you, <laughs> you were very kind. Every time someone walked into the elevator with us, you said hello. You welcomed them to the elevator. It was, you're very congenial. Like, if who you are on drugs is like a exaggerated version of who you are in real life, you're wonderful. Who you are inside is oh, just well, lovely. You. I'm telling you because, like, what's the, what the drugs? It's fentanyl. <gasps> I think it's like some kind of cocktail, but there's fentanyl. And it's going directly into your bloodstream. Totally understand Michael Jackson now. Not the pedophilia part, <laughs> but the drug part. Touche. Okay, that's good. it is... Good. Fentanyl. Like, Michael Jackson, he was on pro- propofol. Oh, he was on propofol. That's right. Oh, fentanyl, propofol. Right. You're Same right. drug Sorry. family. I know because I kept asking oh. for the Michael Jackson drugs when I was in labor. That's the only reason I know. Just to make this all about me again and less about your asshole, more did about you? me. No, no, no. Did you really, did you really like literally say the Michael Jackson drugs? I've said that numerous times in my life. I said that when I had kidney stones and I was praying for death and they told me I just had uh, pregnancy hormones change and it was changing the ligaments in my vagina. And I'm like, I went in there and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, here's the, let me just do a PSA for everyone out there. I cope with pain, anxiety, anger, whatever, with humor. It's just what I do. It's a coping mechanism for my child, childhood, not my child, having said that. Do not go into the hospital because I went in with kidney stones. I was in a tremendous amount of pain. I alternated uh, peeing my pants and vomiting for 15, every 15 minutes. I would switch it up. It was really, really quite a joy. And then I was like, okay, I need some drugs. Like I need Demerol. I'm like, what do you got? You got Demerol. And then uh, the doctor just looked at me because it was kind of like three in the morning. And I don't think he looked like he had slept in the past 48 hours. <laughs> like he looked like, like someone roused a toddler uh, to get out of bed and come and see me he was he had sleep in his eyes he's like literally rubbing them and this is one of the times the very first time I think when I realized I was old because I looked at him and he looked like a baby that someone had slapped and drug out of a bed and I said how old are you and he said 28 and I think I was 31 and I was like fuck this is it right this is it this is the downward spiral starting now anyway so I told him that and then I think Sarah like he left Sarah said do not joke about drugs never ever ever and I was like oh shit she's like they're gonna think you're drug seeking now they're not gonna take you seriously and sure enough you know a finger bang later she checked my cervix get the fuck out and I went home and I suffered on the couch with kidney stones for four fucking days I also said at that time I want Demerol or the Michael Jackson drug which I later came to know was propofol (laughs) anyway having said that that's how I know what the Michael Jackson drug is called and do not do that ever not ever 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 because you are going to get sent home even if you have a serious problem well, I will tell you, I cannot relate to, like, the, the drug thing, but I would say something stupid like that, too, right? But in terms of the, you know, young doctor, so one night, and this is when I had Nimby, my dog, God rest his soul, he was sleeping, and I'm like, oh, look at my cute little doggy, I'm going to, like, you know, freak him out and kiss him while he's sleeping. Well, next thing you know, I have a dog hanging from my fucking face, <laughs> and he um, almost bit my lip off oh my god now 
like, yes, I'm, I'm telling an exaggerated story, but at the time, that's what it felt like because inside there was bite marks, or not bite marks, there was a bite chomp. <sighs> and on the outside, so my facial lip is, like, hanging off my fucking face. Long story short, I go to the hospital, wait there for three hours, bawling my eyes out because all I keep on thinking is, am I going to have to put my dog to sleep now? And um, get into the into the, the room where they're going to stitch me up. You don't ever want to say this before somebody is going to be stitching up your fucking face. The doctor walks in and the first thing I say is, oh my God, how old are you? <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, Aaron, he is going to be, you could have a facial fucking deformity after he gets done with you. And you say this, but he was nice about it. Nice. He was, in his 30s, but still, it's like, oh, my God, yeah, I'm getting old now when I start realizing that the doctors are younger than me. Yeah, it's a rite of passage. Oh, also, yeah. when I, I called the uh, anesthesiologist who was going to put a, uh, oh, I'm blanking on what it's called, the epidural into my spinal cord. And my exact oh words my were, take it easy back there, Doogie. I want to walk after this. That's what I said to him right before he was about to put... <laughs> I'm not kidding. I was so fucking exhausted. I think it. I think I had been awake for like 48 hours at that point, and I. I was just oh like, "Who's God. this fucking guy? What did they break into fucking a high school and drag this?" He even had like sneakers on, like 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 Adidas sneakers on. It's like fuck. I don't know. Shouldn't you be wearing a fucking tie if you're gonna put a needle into my spine? Like, is that like crazy? You're wearing like. Did you say you called him Doobie or Newbie? Doogie, like as in Hauser. It's okay. Wait, I have to explain that. Okay, there's millennials. They don't understand. Doogie Hauser was a show in the what early '90s, late '80s. I don't know. And he was like a genius doctor, 16 years old. So the Doogie Hauser reference means, my God, you're young and you clearly don't need to shave. So here, have at my spine. My God, stupid. Seriously, the fact that you said that though, I would think. Now, granted. He might not know the reference, but I would think, like, I would appreciate that kind of fucking humor during a very obviously tense situation. He didn't laugh. Wouldn't you? Oh, shit. He did not laugh. And I, I, I just, I'm like, fuck. Because, you know, when you don't get the laugh and you really want it, it's like, oh, God. And then, you know, the physical pain of it all. Anyway, who fucking cares about me? I have a serious question to ask you. People were nice enough to oh, post okay. questions after I begged for questions. And now it turns out we've recorded, I don't know, like fucking half an hour already. So let's get to these questions or we're going to run out of time. Okay. Okay. So uh, the first question is from Ebby. What's Sugar's background? I guess she means, uh, what are you, Irish? Well, first of all, I'm a honky. So yeah, we'll clarify that right now. You're a honky too, though. So fuck it. I'm Mediterranean. Thank you very much. Oh. So white, yeah. You're still fucking. You're still white. <laughs> still very white. Mediterranean. Okay. I am. Okay, so I am. I'm a mutt. Um, I'm Irish, Ukrainian, German, and I believe French. Yeah. So my yeah, my dad's side is a lot of Irish, but there's some German in there. My mom's side is Ukrainian and French, from what I do know. Okay. So yeah, I'm I'm, you're, and you're you're a hundred you're like literally a hundred percent Italian. I come from a long line of second cousins, so yeah, 
Uh, actually, my sister got her DNA done through like whatever, I don't even know, Ancestry, whatever it is, 23 and Me or whatever, which to my, I was so angry when she did that. It's like I had a oh murderous, do you remember that. how mad I was? I like I had a yeah. murder spree to go on and you just fucking ruined it. But we're like 3% Jewish, like I think it was like, I don't know, 70 or 80%. They have like Greek slash Mediterranean and I can't remember what else, but it was nothing. Oh, uh, Middle Eastern was the rest of it. So nothing too surprising. Anyway. Oh. Right. So we're, I'm 3% um, Jewish and like 30% Middle Eastern and then 70, whatever it is. I can't do math, but like 68, 70% uh, Greek slash Mediterranean. And no one cares. Okay. See, that's a thing. I really want to do something like that because I would love to know that shit. But then, number one, I don't want my DNA out there and especially not with like private companies. Number two... Um, I'd probably end up being so terribly disappointed. But unless I have some, like, you know, sub-Saharan African in there, everything else is kind of like meh. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're just white. You're just garden variety white. You can sub subdivide it however you want. But you're just a fucking white person. That's what you are. That's what I am. That's what we all are. Nothing important. But no, you have Jewish in there and Middle Eastern. That's so pretty cool. Can I? Would it be racist if I made jokes as far as those two like cultures go like am i allowed now like are all my holocaust oh my jokes God. justified because i'm like three percent can i do that oh my God. i don't think so um, i don't think so i don't think so i don't think so i'd probably stay clear away from it anyway oh my god that's hilarious okay i'm going forward okay. i'm going to be not racist anti-racist starting like exactly right now, now. this second <laughs> Okay, next part of the question okay. is, do you have any crazy food or holiday traditions involved in your life? Now, no, because I don't really celebrate a lot of holidays, and it's not out of any religious or anything else other than I am just so fucking sick of, like, well, A, I don't really have a lot of family. You know, like, I have my nieces here in the city. I sort of have my mother out of town, um, and that's it. Yeah, the sort of mother, though. So, yeah, I've basically canceled Christmas, shit like that. Uh, so, no, I don't currently. But when my family was, uh, sorry, and then I have a sister out in Alberta. So we don't see each other often at all. And then I have another sister who doesn't exist. So that being said, not a lot of traditions. But when my family did get together, and again, just think like this is a, you know, your regular, you know, white Canadian family, we would actually do karaoke every chance we could. So, like, Easter, if we were getting together, we would have do karaoke. Christmas, karaoke. Yeah, that was, like, about, like, the biggest tradition that I can see that we actually had, like, you know, maybe in my late 20s and into my 30s. It was really bizarre. That actually explains a lot. Okay. It really does, actually, doesn't it? <laughs> How about you? Like, is there any, like, Italian traditions that you do around, like, the holidays? Uh, traditionally speaking, any, like, uh, my mom likes to almost die during holidays. Like, she just likes to ruin <laughs> Christmas, Easter, uh, my birthday, Remembrance Day. Like, anything that's, like, a Thanksgiving, anything that's, like, a statutory holiday, she likes to have a near-death experience, which really grounds me, you know? I, 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 when I, you know, I don't have anything nice to say about holidays. I feel like Christmas was pretty well non-existent 
for most of my life. And because my dad worked on a school schedule, he would just be shit face drunk all Christmas vacation. Oh. So it became a time of anxiety and stress. Oh, and we didn't even have the fucking good parts of Christmas. Like we didn't get gifts. We didn't eat anything. Oh, we ordered Chinese food usually for Christmas because my mom didn't want to cook. And we also didn't want to eat her shitty turkey. There, I said it. She's a great cook, but fuck that woman could not cook cook a bird to save her fucking life it's just just a and she's like i i like i like a turkey that has a crispy crunchy skin that you know isn't sawdust when you cut into it and she's like oh why don't you like crush some tomatoes and put it on top of the turkey and i'm just like gross like i don't want a soggy human like skin on a dried out shitty bird it's so fucking gross like tomatoes don't belong in everything lady like fuck off Anyway, so I, as I far as that say, goes... And I'm sorry, Mamma Mia, like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, tomatoes do not belong on a fucking turkey. No, not for any reason. For they any- don't go together. <sighs> okay, next part of the question. This is okay. a multifaceted question. I hope you're ready. My goodness. Do you have any weird ghost story type things? She says, also, October is coming, so ghost stories or, like, if that's too weird, stories where you scared the crap out out of people, or they scared you? That's way too much creativity. Okay, Holy forget shit. it. We'll skip that, we'll skip that, we'll skip that. No um, pressure. You know, like, I mean, other than, like, you know, like, things to do with, with death, and, you know, my, my dad dying. Oh, happy dad, 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 dead dad's day, Sandra. <laughs> Every day is dead's dad's day with you, sugar pie. Oh, please tell the story about, uh, tell the story about what your sister said after your dad died. That's, like, so great. Oh, my God. This is seriously one of my favorite stories. Okay, so long story short, my dad died. Uh, <laughs> suddenly, we're in, we're in the hospital. I mean, I don't <laughs> I always laugh. Um, so he is sitting, or sitting, he is laying dead behind a curtain on a bed. And we, as a family, are sitting, talking to the doctor about, you know, questions like, what the fuck happened? And so the doctor is answering questions and then, you know, he's explaining the process about, you know, dad, like, and then when he, you know, goes home, you know, to be cremated. But my mom, all my mom heard at that point was when you take him home. She says, oh my God, I can take him home tonight? You mean I can take him with me? My lovely older sister looks at her and says, no, mom. This isn't weekend at Bernie. <laughs> oh my God. Like, you gotta remember, like, we are in the ICU right now. There are other people around. There are people that may have died seconds later. Um, and here we just lost our dad, my mom's husband, and we are laughing our asses off. And it was the best. Like, honestly, it was to combine one of the worst moments of your life with one of the funniest moments of your life is it was almost perfection. And I know that sounds really strange, but it was so fucking funny that it was so perfect. And I never get sick of telling that story. It's that's one of the greatest, greatest stories I think I've ever heard. But I I really feel like tragedy and comedy and like sadness, they're all kind of like linked you know so it's kind of a relief to have that inappropriate laughter at such a sad time it just they all kind of are linked in my brain it really is and I mean like it's it's the whole idea that you know 
there's a fine line between like madness and genius. I think it's the same way with, you know, grief and sadness and like you said, comedy and laughter. And I think, yeah, in, in that situation, it was so fucking perfect. That... I've never been through something like that where, you know, with, with a sudden death. So yeah, it was so, oh my God. <laughs> okay. So we're writing this movie, right? We're writing this okay. movie. And that scene is going into that movie that we're writing, but we're not really writing. But we're, we could kind of be writing it. Yeah, but, you know, gosh. Yeah, anybody who's listening to this that takes that story and uses it in the movie, I want, like, some fucking credit, man. I'll hunt you down. <laughs> okay, very good answer. Okay, okay. So, so your ghost dad was that story, okay? First crush, uh, you can say either real or celebrity. Real, his name was Chris. He was in my class, and... I went to Sunday school with him in church. And again, being raised Catholic, that explains a fucking lot, too. Celebrity-ish would have been a hockey player named Gail Howarchuk. Oh, yeah. Oh, he just died. Are you okay? Yeah. Yeah, you know what? It's funny. I got, like, I actually got messages from people that knew. I was, like, uh, like growing up, I was, you know, he was my favorite hockey player. And I actually got, like, condolence messages from people. It was quite funny, actually. But yeah, that was, um, who was your first crush? Did you ever have to try to, because trying to conform to what society at the time was telling you what was quote unquote right and wrong, did you ever have a male crush? That I didn't fake? Uh, like a genuine that one? You didn't, and not, like, like, did you grow up and all of a sudden you're like, okay, like, here's, here's a guy on, on TV, like, you know, I don't know. Ricky Martin, should I, should I? Right. That's a great example. Because we're, we were both closeted homosexuals during the 90s. So great. <laughs> <laughs> great, great you know, choice. What I'm thinking about is, but you, I think you're even too young for this. Do you remember the band, was it the boy band, Menudo? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I remember Menudo, of course. Okay. I can see him running around in his little Hawaiian shirt and his really tight little jeans. It does nothing for me. But we could have been like each other's beards, you know? And I actually have a beard, so we could be legit each other's beards. So that... Okay, so did you actually at any point have a male crush? Not because you actually felt it, but because it was what was expected of you. I dated like two guys, I think. Is that about right? Yeah, I feel like that's about right that I feel like I had more than like a month long relationship with. I don't know how to, like, how do I express that? I was thinking about girls the entire time. It was just, I was trying so hard to be straight. I was, I really did. Straight. I was very young though. I think the first relationship I was 14, the second one I was 16. And then I started dating a girl when I was late 18, early 19, I think. And I just, I never looked back. Like, I don't even count those relationships. I slept with one guy briefly. It was just so gross and so wrong. I don't even know how to compare it to you. Like, would you be as repulsed by having to have, like, sex with a woman as I am by having I, to have sex with a man? Like, does that disgust you as much as it's disgusting me? Not. Would you go, not. Would you go down? Know, like, uh, I wouldn't want to. <laughs> Because, um, look, it's okay for you to say you don't like it or it, like, is gross to you because penises are disgusting to me. So we can tit for tat. Tit for tat. Get it? See what I did there? there? Uh, I, you know what? But I don't think that there is, like, that that serious, like, 
visceral repulsion that women, even straight women, have for women that a gay woman has for a man. Does that make sense? Why do you think that is? Even if you I don't know. Go... I think it's just because generally women's bodies are more attractive than a man's body. But... In terms of beauty, in terms of just, you know, what it is. Okay, I hear what you're saying. Penises and balls are disgusting. Like, they're not attractive. Well, I've got to tell you, I've seen some Picasso pussies, and they aren't attractive either. I, I don't know what the fuck was going on down there. There was no definition. It was just... I'm like, is that a nose? Like, what is fucking happening here? They're not all beautiful flowers, okay? <laughs> See, that's the thing is, like, I, I guess I don't know enough about vaginas either to think, but, like, penises, come on. Like, you got to think, like, a vagina. But a woman's, maybe I'm just thinking in terms of, like, the whole package of a woman's body being more attractive than, you know, a man's body is attractive. Don't get me wrong. I like a man's body. But then you put, you put in some testicles in there, and it's like, ugh. And not even just testicles? that. That's expected. You know what disgusts me is, like, the, 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 the patch of hair above a dude's ass, and then the hair on their ass and in their ass crack. It's like they're not getting in there. They're not taking a wet wipe to that. There's just going to be shit tangled with toilet paper in this fucking thatch of disgusting hair, and it's going to stink. <laughs> like... That to me is like, like you look at that and you're like, yes, pour me a glass of that. No, God, why? But that's just me. That's just me. That's just me. But that's that's the thing, though. I I think that goes both ways, though. I mean, really? Like, women can probably be fairly unkempt down there, too. Oh, yes, they can. Yeah. And that's fine. But I would, I like, I was listening to a podcast called Ron and Beverly. I love this show. It's now defunct. Long story. No one knows what happened. But... The, you know the guy Bob, Bob the trainer from The Biggest Loser? Fuck is his name now? Uh, yes, I think so. He's uh, blonde hair, isn't he? Yeah, super gay. So they were okay. discussing, you know, would you think of having sex with a woman, blah, blah, blah. And he's Mr. Fitness, right? Even though he had a heart attack. It's not, it's not important to the story. He said he would rather have sex. Yeah, he did. Well, you can't fucking, like, you can't eat coconut oil. It's a trans fat, okay? Like, you can exercise all you want, but you can't... Like, people are fucking stupid. They're like, oh, coconut oil. Yeah, it's a trans fat. It's going to fucking kill you. It's not a good fat. You can't have a tablespoon of that in your coffee and not expect a heart attack. Stupid. Anyway, he said he would rather have sex with a morbidly obese man bent over a dumpster eating garbage than have sex with a woman. And I have never felt such kinship. Because if you make that... Like, I feel the same way, but a woman. I would fucking eat that asshole before I would even think... Of having sex with a guy. And I am disgusting for saying that. And I was really trying to take this show somewhere else. And I always keep going back to being a disgusting, <laughs> filthy animal. And I don't know why. It's not you, it's me. Wow. But I really do feel that way. Like, I would have sex with a morbidly obese woman. Even she could even be partially on fire. I, I would still rather that. But you say... You know, and, and I I don't know, like, what this might say about me. But, like, no. I Like, I think about... Okay, there was one customer that used to come and answer the door when I had packages or needed a signature. And he would, you know, sort of, he'd be in a, a wheelchair, but I don't, like, I had mobility issues, but he still had mobility. So he'd sort of walk himself to the door in this wheelchair. He would have support hose or support socks, white, up to his knees. He'd be wearing tidy whiteies. 
and he'd be like obviously naked everywhere else and he also smelled like cat urine no no i i would probably rather have sex with a woman if i knew what i was doing um i would rather have sex with a woman than a man if it was that man okay or so any other man of that stature <laughs> Stature is generous. Uh, that whole description gave me my clitoris is like four feet long right now. Just like you had me at the compression socks. But like when you said cat urine, I swear to God, my <laughs> vagina just started going. Wow, wow, wow. It, it's uncontrollable at this point. I have to go masturbate. We have to wrap this up. Cat urine has that effect on more people than we know, I think. <laughs> Clearly. Okay. The last question I had was, do you like tacos? Oh, my God. Do I like tacos? Yeah, and I said, is that a euphemism? And I think that the response was, take from it what you will. So, Okay, so we obviously know what I feel about the, uh, like the pink tacos, but like other tacos, hell yeah. Give me a fucking, any taco, fish taco, pizza, <laughs> fish taco, and I think <laughs> euphemism right away as well. Um, but um, fish taco... Uh, hamburger, greasy fucking taco, burrito. There is nothing that I don't like eating. Probably why I'm overweight. But honestly, there is nothing I don't like eating. I feel so much the same. Name, name something. Name anything. And I probably would say, uh, you know, not my favorite, but I still eat it. <laughs> honestly. I can't eat liver. I cannot eat liver ever. I just, I, it's like a visceral reaction I have. Like, I, I'm like you, I, I eat... I live to eat. I don't eat to live. I'm one of those people that just gets a lot of enjoyment from tasting something and creating something delicious. But if you give me a plate of liver and onions, like I am going to get the fuck up and get out. I can't, I can't see the smell, the taste, the texture, the idea of where it came from just makes me want to die. Would you eat that? Okay. Oh, you know what? Okay. I was about to say, so liver had it when I was a kid, my older sister cannot handle it. Like she barked on the table sort of thing. (laughs) Um, now, uh, me and my younger sister, we were friends with, um, girls, our, both of our dads were caught at, sorry, everybody. <laughs> um, and then, so her, the, the sisters were our age. So we went over to their house for dinner one night and it was liver. I mean, who goes, first of all, what child goes over to their friends when they're fucking having liver? Second of all. The way that they cooked it, it was with liver, onions, and bacon. That was the key there. Liver, onions, bacon. Okay. We actually asked for seconds. Mm. I am not kidding. Wow. The bacon. Well, you know what? Liver has actually, like, yeah, I think about it now. I would not cook it for myself. I would not order it in a restaurant, which my mother has, which to me is like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, you're not 80 yet, and you're right. I mean, it's it's an organ that filters fucking toxins and disgusting. Or is it the liver or the kidney? What What is urine? Liver, right? Urine is kidneys. The liver the cleans liver. cleans your blood, does it not? Fuck, stop making me Google stuff. I'm too dumb for this. Here, hang on. Uh, so, am, so am I, apparently. Well, I mean, like, there's there's something called kidney pie. Isn't kidney pie with kidneys? Yes, I would assume. The liver does many jobs, but there are three big ones. It cleans your blood. Woo! It produces an important yeah. digestive liquid called bile. Oh, I didn't know that. Bile. There it, you go. It stores energy in the form of a sugar called glycogen. Okay, maybe it's like a backup oh. reserve of sugar. Very cool. Okay, we've got to wrap this uh, 
thing up. Do you have anything else you'd like to talk about? Well, I've been thinking about your COVID experience. Oh, right. Fuck, I forgot about that. Uh, there's not a whole lot to tell. Uh, the Stellinator, my favorite daughter, she woke up with a runny nose Thursday morning, and then Sarah stayed home Thursday, and then we did, in hindsight, which was a stupid thing, we switched where Sarah went back to work on Friday, and I stayed home on Thursday. Uh, sorry, I stayed home on Friday. She went back to work on Friday. I stayed home on Friday because she had, it's, I don't want to get into what her job is, but she had things she had to take care of at work. And since any fucking moron can deliver mail, apparently, um, like there are literally thousands of people that can do my job and maybe six in the city that can do hers. So short straw, I stayed home. And then, you know, everything was fine. Malcolm was asymptomatic. I'm asymptomatic. He went to school. She stayed home with me. He comes home Friday night, a bit of a sniffle, but he's okay. Saturday morning, it's like, oh, fuck. And Sarah's got a sore throat and a runny nose. And Malcolm has a sore throat, runny nose, and a cough. So we decided, because with Stella, she just had the runny nose, no other symptoms. So we did the COVID online tool, and it said, don't worry about it. And then we did it with Malcolm, and it was like, oh, you've got three symptoms, go get tested. So we want to be good members of our community. And off we went and we stood in line. We got, it opened at nine. We got there about 8.20 and we were like 16th in line, which I feel is very good because by the time we left, that line was wrapped around the entire building and then down the street. Uh, Yeah, it's a long line, but I mean, everybody's six feet apart, so it's kind of hard, but that's a rough test. You made it sound very nice. And I, I told Malcolm several times because he is me and I am him and he's a very anxious kid. And you know, like who, who wouldn't be anxious about getting a fucking rod shoved up their nose? It's not a happy, good time. Oh my God. I, I'm crying before I got it done. Oh, thanks for not telling him that. (laughs) And then the nurse is like, okay, so who wants to go first? And I said, if you're going to make this decision based on anxiety levels, he is the most anxious. And she said, okay, we'll do you first. Because I knew if he watched Stella do it, and like nothing hurts Stella. I've seen her fall down a fucking flight of stairs, roll at the bottom, get up and walk away from it. No problem. (laughs) So he gets his first and he cried. And like, you know, it's okay. And he did the right thing. He was ashamed of his tears and he hid them because I told him men don't cry. Boys don't cry either. You're not allowed to have emotions because that's what good parents do of boys, right? Right. Okay. Absolutely. Thank you so much for agreeing with that. So he hid that and then I, and then I've got the Stellinator on my lap and the nurse is like, okay, I need you to squeeze her arms real tight because I can't have her like, you know, getting out of it and like basically punching her in the nose, which I know Stella would have knocked her out because this woman was like 80 pounds at right. 5'10". So I held onto her tight and she's like, I'm just going to put my arms on top of your arms just in case. Because I guess she could tell that Stella was like rocky, but four years old and like 30 pounds. So she held me and I'm holding her. And then she just started screaming when it went in her nose. And she never cuddles. Like, so after they put the swab out, she turned to me and cuddled me. And I thought, wow, that must have really fucking hurt because she doesn't do that ever. She's just like the fucking Terminator. And then it was Sarah's turn. And Sarah's like... And she says, the nurse says to Sarah, I'm going to have to put this further than I did with the kids. And Sarah's like, great, that's, that's exactly what I wanted to hear. (laughs) So then she get that rammed up. And then uh, afterwards, she's like, wow, I think you hit my brain. Because that's how far it feels like it goes, I guess. I've been calling it the brain tickler. And honestly, like when I called the brain tickler and when I got it done, I actually laughed after it got done. And I don't know if that's... uh, you know, that was my, just a mechanism, but I like seriously thought it tickled after it was done. When it was getting done, I didn't cry when it was getting done. I think that I just sort of had like sort of a, 
an anxiety breakdown right before it got done. Yeah. So I like burst into tears. <laughs> and the guy's like, it's, it's not going to hurt. Don't worry. And I was like, oh, no, no. It's, it's just everything. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm just a horrible patient. Well, it's, really. a, sc- it's a scary thing. So how are they feeling today? Stella's fine, of course, of course she is, and she's got an immune system like you wouldn't believe, and no pain. She doesn't feel pain. She has zero pain threshold, so she's fine, and Malcolm last night was coughing all night, and Sarah didn't sleep, and she's still sick because she was, she's, she's the mother hen. If someone is sick, I'm just like, they'll be fine, because, you know, it's like three o'clock in the morning, and I couldn't fucking care less, because I'm a fucking (laughs) asshole, but she gets up, she was up all night checking on him, because, you know, he's got asthma, and even though his asthma's gotten much better than it did when he was like a little kid, he still gets these little illnesses and he coughs and he coughs and he can't breathe and he needs his rescue inhaler. And we've got to keep an eye on, well, Sarah's got to keep an eye on him. I need my beauty sleep. I can't, I just can't be bothered. So she's checking on him and all day today, he's just been kind of lethargic and uh, needs his puffer and he needs to chill. So I think he's probably, this will be the worst day and then it'll start to get better. But uh, because Sarah works in healthcare, she gets an expedited test result. So nice. she will get hers back 24 to 48 hours because she's needed. And I didn't get a test because I said, I'm asymptomatic, but I live with them. And she said, well, if you're asymptomatic, it's up to you if you want to do one or not. And I thought, I don't want to waste a test. I don't want to waste resources. I don't want to cry and scream in front of my children and scare them. So I'm just going to sit here, okay? And I'll just be the muscle. And they were like, okay, cool, because it's like up to me. And I just felt like, why waste a test? I feel fine. Good and for you. I was also scared. So I used that. <laughs> I manipulated the situation to please myself. And that's it. So now we wait. Sarah will likely get her result probably tomorrow, I would think. Tuesday at the I very latest. Say, like, I, I bet tomorrow, like, I mean, yeah, things changed. But from even from when I got tested, what, like a month ago, things obviously numbers are up, more people, yada, yada. But um, mine took 48 hours. Oh, wow. That's I, good. Or 48 or maybe over 48, but it was like literally... Two and a half days, maybe. I know that's more than four days. Well, it's but pretty it damn was close. under three anyway. Yeah. Well, we'll just we just have to sit tight now and wait because I don't think the kids can go back. Oh, and because we're we we have a color coded system in Canada, so we've kind of we've left yellow and now we're at orange, which basically means what does it mean? You like because they're at orange, Sarah can't go back until go back to work until the kids get their results back. Whereas if had we been in like a precautionary state she would have been able to go back when she got her results. But now we have to wait. So she's, I don't know what's going to happen yet for Monday. Like if I'm going to work, if she's going to work, if we're both staying home, I don't know what the policy is at work. So I'll have to kind of feel that out because I didn't get tested and I'm asymptomatic. So can I go to work or not? Okay. Thanks so much for joining me and uh, letting me constantly interrupt you and step all over everything that you've said, because that's what I do. And you're a very forgiving, kind person. And I wish you only the very best in life. Oh, well, yeah, me too. <laughs> take it however you want to take that. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Okay, good night. Okay. Have a good day. And okay. also night. Bye!